So thankful to be with you once again on the program, Watch Therefore. Well, as I said recently, uh, I often teach things on this program that are kind of heavy because they relate to Bible prophecy that's leaping off the pages all around us today that involves a lot of shaking and changes and the judgments of the Lord, topics and scenarios that we're facing today that are very heavy. And that's why I wrote my book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant, that I've been teaching on, I'm going to teach on again today. It balances things out and reminds us that the Lord can still bless what He's promised to bless, even in these shakings and these difficult and troublesome times. And I encourage everyone to get a copy of the book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. You can do so uh, as you give a gift uh, to this ministry. You can give a gift to Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations. And with the gift of any amount, you can just write ATB book in the memo section of your check or on the notes in the online giving, the ATB book. I got a phone call from a precious brother in the Lord who had read the Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant book, and he just raved about how, how it encouraged him and changed his life and really helped him in these difficult times. I'm confident it would do the same for you. Well, for those born again, I've discussed our heritage as sons and daughters of Abraham, and the benefits in Christ Jesus are so many for sons and daughters of Abraham. So let's have a word of prayer together and get this thing started. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please tremendously bless our program and, and bless everybody who's watching today. Even in these difficult times, you can bless what you've promised to bless. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, today, chapter three from my book, ATB, uh, going out and coming in, going out and coming in. We'll see together that the Abraham covenant has seven perfect promises. And actually, we've already seen that in this teaching. Yet before making these promises, there's a command that once obeyed geographically relocates Abram, who would later be named Abraham by the Lord. This relocation facilitates all the seven promises. And without it, the relocation, none of them would have come to pass for Abram or any of us. No pressure, Abraham, right? Well, Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. There are historical writings, the book of Jasher, for example, that give extra biblical background and explanations that are not in the Bible. Both the book of Asher and the book of Enoch are quoted in the Bible, and the verses are up on your screen. They should not be considered as authoritative as the Bible, but they can help us in understanding events surrounding some of that which is in the Holy Scriptures. This kind of evidence suggests that Abram was having a very difficult time in Babylon, also called Chaldea, as it was the hub of all that is pagan, dark, and evil. This would include the worship of many false gods and idols, 
And the Lord was beginning to reveal himself to Abram, and he was facing real life-changing choices against Babylon and its culture. Everything about Abram was going to have to change. And guess what? It's no different for his spiritual children today. Coming into covenant as a son or daughter of Abram, or Abraham as he was later called, today poses the same hard choices he faced. The Lord helped things along a bit by first moving Abram to Haran. That's in Genesis chapter 11. Ultimately, Abram's choices meant moving away from all that he knew to a place that he had never been. Regarding his faith, Abram was all alone in his sphere of relationships. Listen to this. He accurately believed that everyone around him was wrong and only he was right. He was learning that there was one true and living God and everything in the, in the culture that was around him was poisoned by idolatry. Certainly, Babylon has poisoned the societies of this world today. Babylon represents all that is demonic, carnal, and worldly. It especially sells the lie that you can be religious and okay with God while remaining immersed in the culture of Babylon. Bible prophecy categorizes Babylon three primary ways in the book of Revelation. Number one, spiritual religious. Number two, political, governmental. And number three, economic. The Lord has a plan for executing great wrath and justice upon Babylon. First, let's look at spiritual religious Babylon pictured as a harlot. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. And then political, governmental Babylon. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. And then economic. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. The sound of harpists, musicians, flutists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived." And in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. And also in Revelation 18, And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. I'm thinking the Lord's pretty serious about Babylon. What do you think? Well, for Abram, there was only one good option. Listen to his creator, and by faith in him, leave everything. You see, Abram had to go out to come in. He had to go out 
to come in. He had to leave Babylon, trust the one who was calling, and believe that this true and living Elohim, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would bring him into the promises of the covenant. Babylon is certainly with us today in living color all around us. Today, in most cases, the Lord doesn't call us to leave our family and country, yet in some cases, He still does. Before you do something like that, please pray through that kind of decision with your pastor, family, and godly friends before doing so. However, Adonai Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, does call us to leave our old lives and live as a new creation. We must leave the wickedness of Babylon to walk as spiritual children of Abraham. We too have to go out to come in. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And we'll see this concept of going out to come in in just a moment. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1.16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first, with our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner John McTurnan and myself, we're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry Poured Out for the Nations, where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready, and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. Oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for, for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I wanna talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I wanna say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great savior, Jesus, Please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. 
our Watch Therefore television ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv, and also through the post through snail mail at our P.O. Box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. Dove Schwartz here in Jerusalem, the city of the great King. And you know, one of the things our ministry does is help prepare people for the rapture. That, that you would hear well done thy good and faithful servant is one of the purposes of our ministry. One of the ways to do that is to prepare our hearts, our minds, and our lives to abide in Messiah Jesus. And, and certainly, one of the ways we can successfully plow through the challenges and difficulties of this generation, and folks, they are going to increase significantly. They have increased, now haven't they? And they're going to increase. Again, one of the ways we can plow through these challenges in faith, hope, and the love of our Savior Jesus is by obeying His Word, embracing His Word, and obeying His Word, yeah, and loving what He loves. Now, having said that, listen to Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And so, we don't pray for the peace of Jerusalem just so that we'll prosper. And this isn't the false prosperity message that really just feeds the greed glands and has more to do with greed and lust than it does with faith. No, this is prospering in the kingdom of Jesus Christ in faith, hope, and love. Okay? And so we pray for the peace of Jerusalem because we truly have developed a heart that is like the heart of our Savior Jesus. He loves Jerusalem. It's his great city. So I'll read it again. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Start with me now. Begin to, to cry out to the Lord. Lord, I want a heart like your heart. I want to abide in you, Lord Jesus. I want to love what you love. And let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem now. Oh, Lord Jesus, please bring peace to your city. Protect your city. Even those in your city who don't yet know you and love you, we know you're going to call forth a remnant in faith that will believe in you, Lord Jesus. Protect them even now. And Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, please come back to this city and rule and reign over us, sitting on the throne of David. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please bless your city, Jerusalem. Amen. Well, there you go. This is one of the things we can do. Learn to love what the Lord loves. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen? And remember to watch therefore and be ready. My name is Edet Shoshani. I pastor the Messianic congregation Melech Lachim in the heart of Jerusalem. I want to encourage you, according to Romans 15, 26 and 27, to bless Israeli believers. Blessing Israeli believers is a wonderful arm of reaching and helping and blessing the local Israeli believers. Welcome back to the program Watch Therefore. If you're just joining us, I've been discussing a chapter from my book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. It's called Going Out and Coming In, and it's based on Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, 
to a land that I will show you. And now we're going to see the children of Israel also go out to come in. Consider the children of Israel as they lived a life of horrible bondage in Egypt. With each passing generation, their bondage increasingly tormented them. Elohim, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, heard their cry, remembered his covenant with Father Abraham, which we will soon see in more detail, and brought them out by his powerful plagues, signs, and wonders. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. 400 years of slavery ensnared Israel in pitiful bondage as a people. But Israel is not just a people. As Elohim, he calls them my people, and he heard their cry. He knows and is well acquainted with their sorrows. And guess what? He hears and he's well acquainted with ours as well. But not only did the God of Israel bring them out, he also had a plan to bring them in. And because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their descendants after them. And he brought you out of Egypt with his presence, with his mighty power, driving out from before you nations greater and mightier than you to bring you in, to give you their land as an inheritance as it is this day. Sadly, there was a long and painful 40-year process of not only taking them out of Egypt, but also taking Egypt out of them. All but two of those who came out of Egypt, Joshua and Caleb, perished in the wilderness. Of all those, only the Lord knows how many will actually spend eternity in the kingdom of our Savior Jesus. But ultimately, he brought their descendants into the promised land. And it's not so different with us today as we consider new covenant repentance. And, and really, this is a new covenant call to repentance. Both Abraham and Israel had to go out to come in. Sadly, repentance is something that sounds strange in the ears of people hearing about God today. Too often, there's a corrupt modern church society that tells people you don't have to go out. You don't have to repent to come in. Too many have been taught by those teaching dangerously false doctrines that you can remain in Egypt and Babylon and still come into the covenant promises of the Lord. Think of things that motivate people to cook up such a message. Wrong doctrine, deception, a desire to attract more people for more money, to build bigger buildings and bigger ministries, and so, other, so many other wrong motivations. This all is at the expense of precious souls, in many cases who have a false sense of relationship with the true and living Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So many will perish having embraced such foolishness. In 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come, although they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So then, 
as you prepare to unlock and activate the blessings of the Abraham covenant, there may be an important first step to take. Conduct an honest examination and find out if there's any place in your heart that's in the bondage still of Egypt and Babylon. Then quickly repent. Come out so that you can come in to the fullness of the blessings of the covenant of our father Abraham that our father in heaven made with our father Abraham. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. And here's a wonderful truth you can bank on. Our great Savior will show you the place he has for you. As you come out from wherever he's calling you, the Holy Spirit will be very active and specific in leading you one step at a time to the place our Savior Jesus is calling you. It may take time, and often there are seasons of patiently walking by faith along the way, but He will get you there as you walk by faith. Remember Genesis 12, 1 at the end there? To a land that I will show you. And maybe today there's somebody watching, and the first thing you need to do is realize you've never come out of your sin. You've never really repented. And you've never come in to covenant with our Savior Jesus, who fulfills the Abraham covenant and all the covenants of the Bible in the new covenant. And today, sadly and tragically, as I was speaking from my book there and reading from my book there, there is so much bad teaching out there that says you can live like the devil you can never come out of your sin and just believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He was buried on the third day, rose again. But you don't have to repent. You don't have to make any change. You don't have to change your mind about your sin. You can just go on and just believing that the Lord did what he did and is who he is. Well, folks, the devil believes that. The devil believes that Jesus is God the Son, the only begotten Son of God, right? And the devil believes that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for our sins. Yes? And the devil believes that the Lord was buried on the third day, rose from the grave. Absolutely. Is the devil going to heaven? No. Why? Because one thing the devil will never do, he will never repent of his sins. You can't imagine how many people have written me terrible, scathing notes and emails and, and calling me all kinds of horrible names because I tell people what I'm saying now, that you have to repent and follow Jesus. That's what he said in Mark chapter 1. He said the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day he rose from the grave. And, and so it's a horrible false doctrine. It is Babylonian in that it says you can stay in Babylon and never leave it and still come into the new covenant salvation and promises that Jesus the Lord gives. Now certainly, when you begin to change your mind about your sin and repent and believe in our Savior, you may not repent of every sin in your whole life. There may be some you don't even know about. And as we 
get saved and we grow in grace, we walk out repentance with a lifestyle of repentance. And the Lord reveals to us our sins and our thinking, speaking, and living. And we continually live a life of repentance. That's true. And, and so that's not what I'm talking about. Neither is that what the others are talking about who attack me, who say, uh, and attack others who say that you need to repent. Okay? And so the truth is, you have to have such a change of mind about your sins when you receive, when you get ready to come to our Savior Jesus. I'll tell you personally, for three or four months, I was in this time of, of learning the fear of the Lord and how much trouble I was in and how evil I was and how, how desperately I, need to, I needed a Savior. And, and here's what went through my mind as he was revealing. And the Lord grants us repentance. That's what he says to Timothy in 2 Timothy. He grants us repentance that we might be set free from the snare of the devil. And, and so I began looking at the things in my life. I was a drug addict and all these other terrible things. I have to quit this, I have to quit this. But well, the Lord was showing me that. And then he gave me the strength to turn away from those things and to receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. Amen? What about you? Today, will you repent of your sins and cry out to Jesus, Lord, save me. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. I'm ready to repent and turn away from my old life and follow you, Lord Jesus. He'll meet you right there where you are. And if you're doing that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. Contact us, please. We want to talk with you. We want to send you some free literature uh, to help you begin your new life in our Savior Jesus. Just contact us, call us, email us, and we'll get this right out to you right away. And for everyone who's watching, whatever there is in your life that, that reeks of Babylon and Egypt, Oh, give it to our Savior Jesus today. Yeah, come out of that and come in to what our Savior has for you. And you're going to need to do that more than ever. We haven't even begun to see the difficulties of this generation. Oh, folks, it's going to get so serious. And, and, and Lord willing, the rapture will happen the day you're watching this program. Maybe uh, even today, the Lord will come for us in the clouds. And He could, and we're watching for Him, and we're ready. Yet we need to continually be walking this out and going out and coming in to all that he has for us as disciples of our Savior Jesus until that day. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, please tremendously bless whoever's watching this program today. And thank you for your great love and your care for us and, and that you bring us out of the old to bring us into what you have for us in the new. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be 
ready. We know he came. The lamb who was slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and 